life, I mean truly happy. If I asked you to define what a truly happy life looks like, could you do it? I'm starting the conversation about what it means to be truly happy from within and why things that you think create your happiness from outside of yourself are actually not what creates a truly happy life. So grab your cup of tea, sit back and chat with me. I've missed you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happiness Workshop podcast, where we know that happiness is a workshop. I'm always talking to and teaching my clients about the importance of self-care and how saying no to something can also be saying yes to yourself. Last week, I had to say no to having so I could say yes to my own self-care. I've literally been sick for three weeks and I've been exhausted. So I gave myself this past week to rest and recover. I catch myself feeling guilty sometimes for not showing up for you every single week like I want to, but I also know in my whole being that taking care of me really is the best way to take care of you. So now I'm back rested and mostly recuperated and I have an amazing guest for you this week. Before I bring you that conversation, I have to catch you up on what's been going on here at Women Finding Clarity and the Happiness Workshop podcast. In the evolution of my own business and podcast, I came to a fork in the road. Continue forward with the status quo or enhance an up level. You can probably guess that I chose the latter of those two. So let's up-level together. Are you a soulful entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur who's ready to harness the power of the universe to up-level and to grow your business and succeed? I want to welcome you to my newest masterclass called Manifest Success. This is an empowering and transformative masterclass designed to unlock the untapped potential of your business by tapping into the boundless energy of the universe. Are you ready to elevate your entrepreneurial journey and experience unparalleled growth and abundance? The Manifest Success Masterclass is not just an ordinary workshop. It's a transformative experience that will leave you feeling invigorated, inspired, and equipped with a potent toolkit for success. Engage in dynamic discussions, interactive exercises, and guided meditations that will connect you to the boundless potential of the universe. This masterclass is an opportunity to network and collaborate with like-minded entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs, creating a supportive community that will continue to inspire you long after the session ends. You can register by using the link in show notes and just know I've already manifested you there. I can't wait to see you manifest your success with me on Thursday, August the 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, registration is required and there will not be a replay. So register now with the link in show notes. I can't wait to see you there. My guest in the workshop this week is Jen Liss. Jen is on a mission to educate and inspire more people to untether from societal expectations so they can live a more joyful, authentic, and abundant life. Her podcast, Untethered with Jen Liss, encourages listeners to align with their truth and go for their dreams. Known for her straightforward and honest coaching style, she makes self-development work relatable and fun. Jen has been honored to speak on stage both locally and internationally, sharing her message to inspire more people to live an authentically joyful life. Without further ado, welcome to the workshop, my friend, Jen Liss. Welcome to the Happiness Workshop, Jen. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. And for anybody who didn't see on social media or didn't um, catch your podcast, which I've been putting out to everyone, I was on your podcast, Untethered with Jen Liss, and it was just such a great experience that I couldn't wait to have you here. 
It was such a good conversation. Everyone who listens to this podcast, go listen to that podcast to hear just when somebody is on somebody else's podcast. It's like this different side of you sometimes that doesn't come out on your own podcast. So it's so good. I've heard from my listeners. They're just like, I just relate so much to everything she's saying. So go listen to that episode so that you can get to know Pascal on a deeper level. Yeah. And I'm going to actually put a link to that in show notes. And so that way it's there. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Love it. Um, I wasn't just trying to promote my episode. I legitimately think you were so rad. (laughs) No, a hundred percent. And as a matter of fact, um, one of your listeners slash students actually got in touch with me and we had an amazing conversation and she said she was in your class and just really talked about you and how wonderful you were. And so, you know, I I have no doubt that what you're saying is true. I appreciate you saying it, but the point of my saying it is you all need to listen to Jen's podcast because it's pretty amazing. Podcasting just brings the coolest people into your lives. So if any of your listeners are thinking about podcasting, I'm just going to throw that out there too. Yeah, it's so So true, right? (laughs) I love my podcast and never in my life did I think I would host a podcast and I really had no idea what I was doing when I got started and yet here I am and it was meant to be. And now I'm on other people's as a guest and I love the entire universe of podcasting. And let me tell you why yours is a podcast that I can put on, put my AirPods in and clean out my closet. And I literally just, it just keeps going. I finish up one episode and the next one starts. And it's, even though it's still you, it's a completely different conversation every single time. I love it. So your show untethered is binge worthy. Oh, thank you for saying that just like touches my heart. But you know, it's like when you're listening to podcasts, it's almost like you're just inviting. It's like, you're sitting at the table with friends. It's like, you've got friends cleaning your closet with you and you're just like, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so interesting. And so you're just listening. It's, it is a true and creating one is a true happiness workshop. (laughs) That's the truth. That is the truth. And so obviously we've just mentioned your podcast is called Untethered with Jen Liss. Let's talk about untethered. Why untethered? Yeah. So, you know, throughout my journey, just noticed that there's certain things that for me have really hung me up. And then I started podcasting and I started meeting all these people and I would invite on people who have succeeded to some degree, but they're not like top of their game. Like I'm at the top of the mountain, which who really ever is right. That's what I've learned. One thing I've learned. And they're doing so well. And they're just like so many steps ahead. And yet there are also things that they're dealing with that I'm like, oh, that's the same crap that I'm dealing with. Like we're all dealing with these same things. And what I began game, what I began to realize is that it's like, we're all tethered to these things. These certain things are like our tethers and we just have to keep working at untethering them. And then they kind of like ravel up with us again. And then we, and then we untether it and we move forward and then we kind of get tethered again. And then we, we move forward. And there's just some specific things that it seems like a lot of people struggle with. And one of the big ones is this fear of what other people think of us. What are they going to think? What's my family going to think? What are my friends going to think? Oh, is that even something that I would do? So then it's like, what would I think? What would the me of today think about what that me of the future is? It's just like (laughs) these particular ones, these expectations that we place on ourselves, that others place on us, or that we think others are placing on us is such a huge one. And I'm a little bit obsessed with it. (laughs) Like, how do we really move forward on this? And that's what I have learned for myself, what works for me, I've listened to others and I'm using that in order to support other people too, who deal with this same thing. I love that because what I'm envisioning is a bunch of pieces of yarn all tangled up in a knot because your cat was playing with it. And untethering is literally just grabbing one of those and pulling it out and saying, nope, not anymore. You're not tangled up in there anymore. And then grabbing the next one and pulling it out, right? So I work with my clients a lot about 
feeling? How does something feel in your body? And, you know, where do you go with that? What's the feeling of becoming untethered? Free, freedom, the feeling of freedom. That feeling, if I think about untethered, you think about sometimes I have this visual of myself and I'm holding a bunch of balloons, but my ankle is like strapped to the ground, like one of those old like chains, like I'm in prison and I'm just chained to the ground. And it's like, if I could just break that chain, I would just be able to float and I would feel so free and just these vibrant, bright, beautiful colors as I fly up into the sky. That's what I envision with untethered. It's like, just cut that dang chain and fly. So that feeling of freedom in so many people, it's like, that is really at the core of what we want. We want just, and what does that freedom feel like in, in our body? I'm also such a proponent of the feeling because that's when you talk about the yarn, that's so beautiful because it's like, as you feel your feelings, it's like, you're locating this piece of yarn that was in just this ball. And you're like, ah, there's one. And as you feel it, it kind of dissipates. And as you feel the next one, it kind of dissipates. It really does work that way. And it is work, right? I mean, it sounds like, it sounds easy, like, great, just cut that chain and I'm free, but it does not work that way. It really is searching for the end of the piece of yarn. So you even know where to pull it from, right? You just, that's the beginning is to even know that you need to search for the yarn to know that you've got a jumbled up ball of yarn, but then also like, where's the end? Where do I even start to pull this out? Yeah. Yeah. That's really a beautiful metaphor for it. And they, it just kind of keeps getting tangled up again. I think that's the work. It's like, you know, once you get it untangled, it's like, how did I end up in this mess again? And it, it just seems like it just keeps happening. And I think there's this level of acceptance that that's just going to keep happening. And when you accept that and when it's like, okay, cool, this is just a part of me is this thing that just keeps showing back up that radical (laughs) self-acceptance is what I call it is just so key to helping us to move forward because the more we want to just push those things away, the more tangled up it seems to get. And then we can't find that end, you know? So it's like, yeah, you just keep to get to keep finding it. And then it's like a game. oh there's that green piece again let's just pull that guy back out it doesn't belong doesn't belong in my pile (laughs) it doesn't belong here you know and that brings up another really great point that you said it keeps coming back that green piece just keeps showing up and I have to work on this again and there can be a frustration in that but also it's kind of winning right because For a little while, yes, it shows up and you have to work on that issue again or that tether, whatever it happens to be. But the next time it comes, you notice it a little sooner. And then the time after that, that it shows up, you're like, there it is again. I knew you were right around the corner. And then the time after that, right? So Mm -hmm. it's a process of knowing, of understanding, of learning tools, and then I guess, do you ever move past it? I'm wondering. I don't know that we do. I think there's, you gain things every single time though. And you have a beautiful way of putting things into metaphor. And one of the things that I have, just a thing with me, there's certain words, you know, words have a lot of connotation. Work is one of those words for me that I just don't love that word. And I'm like, yes, it, it is, I suppose, work, but is it more of a game? (laughs) isn't more of a game. And when it keeps swinging back around, you're getting better and better at the game. It's like playing Mario and you're going through level 1.1. It's like, I could play that now in my sleep. I know what's coming. I know where the Goomba is going to be. I know where the little turtle guy is going to be. I know exactly how high to jump. I know I can jump and then fall down into the tube and one felt swoop. (laughs) I'm, I can do it so fast because I've done it so many times. And it's the same way with catching the piece of green thread. It's like, oh, there you are, there you are, there you are. And it becomes, can we make it instead of work? Can we make it a game? Because you could look at the first level of Mario as work too. It's it's all in sometimes how we're approaching it. So 
I just personally love to look at it that way because it makes it more fun. (laughs) I love that so much because I never like to tell my clients, potential clients, podcast listeners, anyone, it is work, but I haven't really found a great way. I mean, I've said on occasion, you know, it's growth, it's expansion, it's, but that doesn't really describe it. So I'm so in love with your whole Mario vision here of making it a game. And really the more you do it, the faster you're able to move through it. That feels so much better to me. Yeah. I like that addition of the faster you move through it and how fun is it when you go through that first level for anybody who is my age and played that much Mario, you can just like zoom right through that first level. And it's so fun to do it that fast. So the better you get at it, the faster it gets and the more enjoyable it gets. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And going back to feeling when you start to notice that, wait, that didn't hold me up like it usually does. That's an amazing feeling, right? You're like hashtag winning because it did not catch you or let's a great example. Let's say you are in conversation with someone who usually you feel triggered with, right? They say the thing that usually triggers you, which we all know is your responsibility, not theirs, but that's different. Um, But they say the thing that you know they're going to say that triggers you in such a way And when you're able to, with enough practice, just pause, just take a deep breath, just give it that space in that moment so you don't react and you respond versus reacting, that feels amazing, right? Yeah, that that's a moment of celebration when you when you can be that person, you know, years ago people who could pause like that, that was my trigger (laughs) because I was like, wait, you're not reacting to the thing that I'm expecting you to react to. (laughs) So, you know, it's so interesting to come full circle on that and be like, you know what, I have created that kind of regulated, it's really a regulated nervous system. It's practice, it's regulating your nervous system. It's, you know, being, practicing the situation and having heightened awareness, all of these things. When you notice the trigger, you can give yourself that pause that you said, and yeah, nothing feels better. It's like such a good feeling when you're like, ah, ah, I can did it. And (laughs) now that it's done once it's repeatable. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. So taking a breath, taking a moment, having a pause brings up the fact that you are a breath worker. And so let's talk a little bit about that. How did you get into breath work? How does breath work, how is that incorporated into your coaching? Yeah, breath work took me off guard. It was a complete surprise. It was not something I was seeking. If you told me even two years ago, you're going to be doing breath work, I would have been like, that has the word work in it. No, thank you. Right. <laughs> Can we call it breath fun? <laughs> breath games. <laughs> right. However, I have been doing the mindset stuff, you know, working on myself. Basically, I've been a self-development, you know, I've been obsessed with it for a long time. And there's just these things that just kept very strongly hanging me up. And one time I'm in a coaching class and a breath worker comes in and offers a session and I broke open. Something happened inside of me that to the point where we were all on camera, cause we're on this call. I had to turn my camera off. I had to leave. I was just sobbing. It was just like, and I just sat there going, what the heck is this? And that sent me on a journey of just being like, okay, I need to know the what and the why and the how, what happened here and just went on this, this wild journey. And even then I wasn't like, I'm going to learn this at such a deep level that I'm going to facilitate it. But that naturally happened over time. I just began to feel this draw to it, this calling to it. And the deeper I went on the work on myself, I was like, other people have to know this. Other people have to learn what is happening here. We need to know the principles of how 
breathing can support us and how it can be such a tool for us. Um, and then it really was kind of interesting because I began run, running marathons about Ooh. seven years ago. And I've run, I say marathons, I've done many half marathons and three full marathons. I was doing breath work because it was so painful and I was not a good runner ever. I just wanted the challenge of doing it. And there were moments where I enjoyed it, but most of the time it was so miserable. And I had discovered breath work without realizing I was doing breath work. I was doing meditative breath work while training for a marathon to handle the mental anguish that I was experiencing, the negative thoughts that I was experiencing. I was actually doing breath work, but I just didn't have a name for it. I had heard of it somewhere in a book and had tried it and it worked for me. So I've actually been doing it for far longer than I realized I was doing it, but um, that's how it came to me. Yeah. That's so interesting. I think that if you run, you're a good runner, right? I don't care what your pace is. I don't care. The fact that you do it, you're a good runner because I've talked on this show before that I was like, you know, I just, I have to start exercising again. I used to love running when I was a kid. I'm going to, you know, do couch to 5k and I'm going to figure it all out. No, I got halfway through the couch to 5k app and I was running in my neighborhood and I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. Why? I stopped running. I turned around and I walked home. I'm like, I'm done. So if you still run, you're a good runner. Thank you. That's beautiful. And I actually agree with that too. And yet look at that narrative still coming up for me, even though I believe it, even though I would say that same beautiful thing that you just said to me that I appreciate so much to other people, the narratives that run in our head are so deep. And some of these cultural things <laughs> run so dang deep with us. And let me say, I also in seventh grade, we had to run the mile. I think that's a normal thing in like seventh grade that you run the mile. I was, it was so hot that day. I was so miserable. My entire body cramped up. I had no idea what was going on. I go to the bathroom. I had started my period on um, the mile run in seventh grade. I never ran again until I turned 30 and I had a friend who ended up getting me into it, but I was just like running literally ruins your life because in seventh grade, starting my period, I literally thought that my life was over. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty traumatizing, right? That's, that's pretty bad. Yeah. So again, the <laughs> fact that you've come full circle and now you're running pretty astounding. Yeah. That yeah I'll just, accept like, that severed it for me right there. I'm I, nope, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'll receive it. I'll receive it. And next time that little green thread comes up again, I will pull it back out. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I'll just flick that one away. Nope. Yeah. Thanks. It doesn't need to come back. <laughs> oh, I love Burn it. <laughs> but see, you came back to running. You stick with it. Is it a, do you feel like it's a passion for you now? Or do you feel like it's just another challenge that you're pushing yourself to achieve? Being outside is a passion for me. I lived in Wichita, Kansas. And that's part of the reason I started running is like, I was like, I just want to be outside, but it's really hard to be outside in Kansas. Sometimes it's, you know, ridiculously windy. It's either humid, it's hot, it's cold, that kind of like beautiful temperate temperature and just outdoor stuff does not happen very often. To be fully honest with you, people don't walk places because it's spread out. You're always in a car. So there was no reason to be outside. So I started running so that I could be outside. Well, I moved to Portland a couple of years ago and now I walk and I hike. I run a little bit, but I don't run the long distances because I've got other reasons to be outside. <laughs> yeah. I've never been to Oregon, but are there redwoods there too? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? Are you always Beautiful. hugging trees? I would be hugging trees every day. I literally hug, I, I hug trees and my dad is like, you're one of those tree huggers. And I'm like, literally, yes, I talk to them. They speak. And I know this might sound wild. The trees are so old. They have so much wisdom. I swear to you that they speak to you. They will speak messages into you. Go put your hands on a tree and ask it a question and you will get an answer. <laughs> trees are alive. Trees are energy, right? Everything is energy. But trees are just, it's like an old soul coming into your life, right? You know 
that someone's, someone is an old soul just by being near them. And trees are 100% that way. They're alive. They have energy. They're just so nourishing, rejuvenating. Trees are spiritual. They are. I love this about you. And I know you're a Reiki master, so you know so much about the energetics of this. I was just telling somebody the other day, living in Oregon, especially in Portland, we're in a valley with all these old trees. To me, it feels like I'm being wrapped in a hug or I'm in a hammock, which is where I love to be. I love to lay in a hammock. And it just feels like that is the vibe here. You feel safe, which I think is why people are so weird. Cause it's like, I am safe to just live whatever feels good today. <laughs> I feel like putting on a prom dress and walking down the street or riding a unicycle to work. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I love it just that. feels safe. Yeah. Do you feel like, is that it, when you think about the energetics of that, is there, is there something to that vibe just out of curiosity? A hundred percent. I was just talking to someone else um, earlier this week, and we were talking about Provincetown on Cape Cod. And so Provincetown is um, very LGBTQ, like in the beginning, it started that way, right? And so it's just always been very accepting and very loving and very, I was being interviewed on another podcast, stop shooting all over yourself. I love that. Right. And so she very much opens this conversation about being non-binary and trans. And so we got into a conversation about Provincetown and I just went off on this whole thing about, like you said, about where you live. Like, it's just, there's no judgment. It's so the energetics of it. Everything is okay. Everyone is kind. The whole thing is just love and you want to be there. It feels so good. You don't have to know anyone. You don't have to do anything. You can just stand in the middle of the road. I have chills right now all over my body because you can just stand in the middle of the road and feel the love. And that's where I want to live. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that sounds so beautiful. I've never been there. Now you make me want to go. You need to go. And so now I want to come to Oregon because I want to feel that feeling of just being encompassed and hugged and nurtured. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Oregon for anybody who's listening or has considered coming, there's a little bit of everything because it, you don't have to go very far, even outside of Portland to feel like you're in Kansas. There's some nice flat farms, so I can go where it feels nice and comfy, you know, like old, like this is where I used to live, but then there's the wild coast. And so there's this wild energy and these waterfalls and just water, just thrashing and moving. And then you've got the hug of Portland of where you're in the Willamette Valley and it's, you've got all the trees. So just, it's such an interesting energetic mix up here. It sounds like a dream, honestly. Like I would love the wildness of the waterfalls and being in that energy, because for me, that's my place as I go to the beach and I walk on the beach and that just having my bare feet in the sand, listening to the sounds of the waves, the seagulls, finding that magical piece of sea glass, right? Like for me, that's, um, I can exhale. And for other people, it's too expansive. It's too much. They need to be in the forest, right? So mm -hmm. I love that. I like it all. Yeah. <laughs> like I want it all. <laughs> I want it all. I won't start singing. I want to start singing right now. And this drives my kids crazy because you say something like I want it all. And I want to start singing a song. You know, I won't. Are, are you and sure? Would you, would you I'm, like I'm to take positive. A Let's move okay. on because no one's going to appreciate my song. It's hard for me not to sing. My face is turning red right now because I know this is not <laughs> the thing I should be doing. Or you're maybe it's because you're bottling it up and not allowing that energy to just to the let flow. it let it flow. Uh, it's so I feel like I'm going to sit here and rock now because I can't. <laughs> they get so frustrated with me, and I'll start singing, and they're like okay, mom. And I'm like, I'm still singing. And they're like, mom, and I'm still singing. And they're like, enough. And I finish the verse and I can stop. And then I say, you know how I am. I just have to finish the verse. I can't stop in the middle. <laughs> Is that how you are in life? <laughs> like you have to finish the thing? No. 
Oh, just a song thing. Well, singing the song, like I have to finish the verse. I don't know. It's crazy. I stop things all the time. I just told you, like I was running and was like, nope, hate this going home. So I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's something. I think it's a beautiful quirk about you that, you know, sometimes our weirdest things, the people in our lives roll their eyes, but they love that about us. Truly. They, they I love know. that about you. I always tell them like, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. You're going to think mom would start singing right now, <laughs> exactly. which they also hate to hear. So, yeah. So let's go back and talk about you because you're way more fun and interesting. I feel like than me and my quirks, which you're so polite about the thing that you really work with people on from what I'm understanding and everything I've learned about you is allowing people to reach their fullest potential with your clients. Have they ever feel like they've reached that point or is it kind of, all right, I reached the place where I've arrived at that place, but now I realize there's this other place, right? So what is that experience like for you as a coach, as the expert in full potentialness? Yeah, it's a beautiful question. And my belief is that you can reach your full potential in any moment. Your full potential now is going to be different than your full potential tomorrow because you've gained some new skill today. And one of the biggest things that we don't recognize are all of the skills, talents, abilities, experiences that we have had have led to this perfect moment where you could be showing up in some way that helps you to reach what is my full potential today, right now? How could I show up and really offer my gifts in a way that is fulfilling to others, fulfilling to me. And so it's that energetic exchange of always just, if we are untethered and we're allowing ourselves to put our gifts into the world in the greatest way possible, we can also receive that back in the greatest way possible. We're giving it to others. We're receiving. It's like, oh, how good would that feel if we were all showing up every day in that way? And in when we look at it that way, you've never reached. We have never self-actualized completely except that technically we have in every moment you are self-actualizing to the fullest that you could today. And I think there's just so much freedom in thinking of it that way. Like there's not just this one mountain to climb. We're just always seeing how, how high can I go today? Okay. How high can I go tomorrow? What is the difference? But then also one of the biggest things too, is realizing that there is always this like fullest, there's always something more but also being okay with exactly what is today. And that's also if that frees you. <laughs> it frees you when you can be like, I am perfect exactly as I am today. And the way that I show up is exactly what it's meant to be. And there's always going to be this greater that I could be achieving. So it's this kind of push and pull that's always happening and just realizing that that is, that is the isness of life, I feel like is really freeing. I don't know if that feels freeing to you. It's feel, it feels freeing to me and many of my clients too. It feels very freeing to me. And I love that you continued on. It seemed like you were about to stop talking and then you're like, and also, and I love that because that's what I was going to say is it, it feels like it takes the pressure off of you, right? To know that I'm enough in this moment and I can allow that to be enough today and then tomorrow, we'll just see what happens tomorrow. But in this moment, I'm enough. That just feels like you can exhale and sink into your cozy chair. Like that feels like a cozy chair to me. It's the yes and and. <laughs> and being okay with it, with it being both or being all. We are all of these things. And when you talk about feelings, it's like we can be feeling, it gets down to the core. What I just love about, I think breathwork helps us get down to the core of really feeling the reality of this. I can be feeling excited. I can be in pain and I can be anxious all at the same time in the same moment in the same second. Like it can all be existing in my body. And when we really allow ourselves to feel that that exists right there, then we realize at the macro level, it's existing in our larger life too. Like I can feel this pull to something more and I can also just rest because that feels really good. Yes. <laughs> it can be all of it. 
Oh my God, keep talking. I'm just going to sit here and look at you with dreamy eyes because you're speaking my language and I love everything that you're saying. It just, that's how it makes me feel is I can just sit here and listen to you and watch you. And it's just so beautiful. And you just bring this energy to it of acceptance and enoughness. And there's no judgment. There's no anticipatory, but also there's none of that. It's just allowing your whole energy is to allow. And so, yes, you can run and you can push yourself and you can achieve. And at the same time, you can just allow your pain and allow space for others and allow that maybe you're not going to go as far today as you are tomorrow, or maybe you didn't go as far today as you did yesterday. And that's okay because you still showed up. Exactly. That's so beautifully, that's so beautifully said. And it doesn't change the amount that you could potentially do in the coming days. It could be so much further, you know, it's like just show up with your energy today in the best way that it is. Something that you said that I would love to hit on because I think it's so important and really influences this conversation is that allowance that judgment-free feeling that you feel from me is for sure there. It's really there. I've cultivated it. And the shadow is true too. I have long dealt with judgment. Not enoughness <laughs> is my big thing. And so for your listeners to think about that, what is that thing that you just feel like is your greatest challenge? It's also your greatest gift that you could be offering to the world because for the lightness or for the darkness that you feel, there is equal parts lightness. And you can choose to lean into the lightness. You can choose for me, I'll just use my example. I hold space for people. That's what my strength as a breath worker, I can hold space for people to feel safe. I, it makes perfect sense that I live here in Oregon and that I was called up here because I am a tree. I am the earth <laughs> and I will hold a nice, really safe space for you. The opposite of that is that my judgment mechanism, I have worked so much on that piece of myself because it's so strong that, that self-criticalness, that not enough, this, that, that judgy judge, um, when I did this, the skills finder, I think it's called maybe assessment. I know what you're talking about. Strengths so finder, strength finder. Yes. Judgment is, it was my strongest one. It has actually flipped to the light side of judgment, but it, it long was, it was like, and I didn't love that about myself. So it was through the process of realizing, oh, this judgment side of myself has this beautiful light side which is openness, which is allowing, which is allowing people to feel free, then I was able to lean into my gifts. But that doesn't mean that that judgy part of me doesn't exist. <laughs> I just have to keep leaning over into the light. And it's okay for both of those pieces to be there. I love that. And I appreciate that you brought that up because we do live in a dual universe, right? Where there's up, there's down, where there's light, there's dark. And you it's unrealistic to expect someone to be perfect in every way and to show up as their best self in every moment of the day and every day of the year and every year of their life, right? None of that happens. Where there's high vibration, there's low vibration and it's all a balancing act, right? So, you know, going back to where we started this conversation that if someone says something and you feel triggered, hmm, why are you feeling triggered? Maybe that's where your work lies, right? So for you, it was knowing there was judgment and okay, there's my work. There's yeah. my new game, right? How do I live in the light of that versus the darkness of feeling the judgment all the time? Yeah. And it's, there's so much compassion that can be pulled in here because it wasn't that I at first was just like, oh, I'm going to find the light side of this thing. I was like, oh, I hate that about myself. Yeah. I don't, I don't love that. It, it triggered me when I was like judgment. That's my number one thing. And it was the unfurling of that whole story that led me into the light side of things. So I just love the way that you framed that up. It's so powerful. I love how you just, 
the listeners are going to be like, you guys are ridiculous. This is a love fest because we keep going back. Well, and I love, but it's so true. That's how these conversations go. And that's how it was on your podcast, right? This is just such great conversation. Um, I love- I think we're just speaking the same language. We're just speaking we the same language, you know, and, and in a different way. What's so fun is when you have a conversation with someone and it's like, oh, you just added a new- some different nuance to the way that I was thinking about it. So I think that's what you're doing for me. And that's what makes these conversations so important because they're expansive because it's like a web, right? I did a little um, meeting this morning. It's women inspire or women inspiring women or inspiring women inspiring. It's brand new. I just participated today. I'm going to invite you. It was fantastic. But um, Jamie Chapman has um, a business and she's a coach and she did this. It's like a mind mapping, but she calls it a mind sweep. And so as a collective in Zoom on whiteboard, we started with one topic and then we did a mind mapping web and it just grew and grew and grew. And we all had access to keep typing in and it was so fun. And it was so amazing to see the expansiveness of one word and with everyone adding something else, it was just like you just said, it's like, oh, here's another nuance to that. And that now makes me think of this. And so you write what you're thinking and then someone else thinks of something else. This is what it reminds me of. And I love it because you can do this for yourself in every moment of every day of your whole life, right? When you're saying, I hate that about myself, just ask yourself why. Why do you hate it? Why do you do it? Right? And when you get the answer to that why, ask yourself why again and just keep asking. Yeah, curiosity is a superpower. And my breathwork mentor, Sam Skelly, says never waste a trigger. So when, when you feel like you get triggered by something, when you're like, ooh, I don't really like that. Ooh, that kind of rubbed me. Ooh, that made me squirm a little bit. For example, I interviewed somebody on my podcast just this past week, this episode came out, she talked about pleasure. And I was like, this, this word kind of triggers me. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, that word kind of, I was like, Ooh, that's kind of, should I even interview this person on my podcast? I don't know. She's got something called the pleasure portal portal. That feels weird. And after a couple of days of thinking about it, I was like, this is the exact reason I should have her on my podcast. I want to get curious about her message. I want to ask her, her thoughts on some of these topics that I think about all the time and see and I found that our messages were very close. She's just using a different word. And so, you know, it's like what you're saying about, we have all of these different connotations. We put meaning to all of these different words. And when we get curious about it, there's so much, there's so much for us. We can just open up our lives and all of these different ways. We understand other people better. We understand ourselves better. And that's what we're really here to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. And these conversations are important, but conversations in, I'm just going to say real life because, you know, you and I are on a screen right now, but at any point in your life, the people at the grocery store, the teller at the bank, the person who might be pumping your gas, your, I mean, your kids, of course, but your kids' friends, just start a conversation. You never know where the conversation is going to go and you never know what you're going to learn. And especially if it's someone you feel triggered by, you might just not understand the language they're using to say the same thing you're trying to say. It's so true. My husband and I still deal with this sometimes where I'm like, we're saying the same thing and we're getting so triggered by each other, but we're really just saying the exact same thing. So, yeah. yeah, my son and I are exactly the same way. We were doing this back and forth the other day and my daughter looks at us and she's like, your conversations are so annoying. And I'm like, well, I know, but we're just trying to get each other to understand the other. And, you know, it's just a conversation. She's like, no, this is bickering and it's annoying. I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess, but it's not. 
but yeah, like I see what you mean. It's just so easy to misunderstand or to put your interpretation on someone else's words. And one word that has been coming up for me repeatedly that I've been bringing up because it's been coming up so much is the word respect. How does that word sit with you? Respect. Oh, you know, it hit me in my gut in a weird way. (laughs) As soon as you said it, I was like, "Mm, kind of, it has a, one of, one of my personal triggers has just been authority. And I tend to want to, I'm a little bit of a punk rock kid and I just want to kind of like shirk authority. You tell me to do it one way and I'm going to do it the exact opposite. My mom learned this early on and she totally knows how to work me. (laughs) (laughs) Good for her. She's a mother's dream mentor. Right. But when I hear respect, it does. I do get a little, I personally feel a little bit of that trigger. Like you have to respect me versus choosing to respect. Like I do, I do want to respect others. So there's kind of a double side of that. I'm curious what, what's coming up for you on that word. It's so interesting. So respect for me, come the first thing that comes up is authority and respect your elders respect the position, respect the, and my kids actually really helped me start to break this down a little bit because as they were growing and, you know, I was feeling pushed and pulled with this word, like they need to respect me because I'm their mother, but wait a minute, I have to show up as someone they respect. And right. So I think in the um, just working so hard and trying so hard to be the parent that I wanted to be for them, it really makes you feel all the feels and it's like a dance, right? Like you should respect me, but wait a minute, I should show up in such a way that you automatically respect me because of how I'm showing up for you, not because I say so. And, you know, with one of my kids, there was an issue with a teacher and I'm just going to say they, so I'm not pointing out any child in particular. Um, This child got in trouble at school and I told them they needed to write an apology note to the teacher. And their response to me was no, because I was right. I said, I understand, but you shouldn't have said what you said and maybe not in the way you said it. And they were like, I said, you have to show respect because she's your teacher. Um, And they said, well, she wasn't respecting me. Well, there you go. Because that hit me in the face, like a cast iron frying pan. Right. Because I didn't think of that. Like I was raised, you respect your elders. You don't talk back. You don't da da da. Right. But that this child of mine put it in quick frame that, well, I wasn't being respected either. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that, that is really juicy because it's like, what do you do with that? It doesn't really feel good to be demanded that you offer respect, but it does feel great in your body to just feel the respect of another person, the autonomy of choosing to respect another individual because of the person who they are and the way that they are. As with everything, it starts with ourselves. And when we fully respect ourselves, then we can fully respect others. I I don't know. This is, this is a whole rabbit hole. You've got me thinking too. (laughs) Right. I know here comes the ball of yarn again. Yeah. But (laughs) when you really look at it on a deeper level, am I teaching this child to respect themselves? If I command that they apologize to the person who didn't respect them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. I don't think a letter was ever written. I think if I can remember back that far, I think I sent an email and I, you know, explained the situation and that my child felt disrespected and I understand her position and I understand their position. And I think we're just going to carry on. 
That feels like a beautiful way to handle it because then it's like, hey, just finding common ground between the two parties and then each of them gets to feel the way they feel. Just yeah. such a, just a great way to move forward on anything. I feel like this is how I live my life. And I've been told before that I'm not, you know, you need to pick a side or you need to be more tough or you need to be more, more less something or whatever it is. But I do feel like I live my life kind of down the middle of the road And depending on what the circumstances or what the issue is or who the person is, that's when I kind of lean left or right and see what feels the best, right? And it's not feels the best as in, I just feel like I need to feel euphoric all the time, but it's feels the best in what resonates with who I truly am as a person. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I think that's, that is going inward with yourself and what feels great, which is what we could all be building a lot more of is listening to our own intuition and in any given situation, what feels really good here. Yeah. We can take the outside, the expected, this is what would normally do. This is what I learned how to do, but what really feels good in my body in this situation. And I think I'm at, I've always been, I've been slightly accused of being a fence sitter (laughs) and I'm a middle child. I'm a middle child. And so are you too? Yeah. So I think sometimes we have a really unique perspective as middle children and it's not only middle children. You could be in the middle of a variety of scenarios. You could have felt like the middle friend and things like that, that give you a certain perspective. And that's a gift. That's a gift that you are offering the world that you can see things different ways, because a lot of people who I think have lived in that middle place tend to have a really strong intuition. We're not always listening to it. It's really strong because of the positions that we've been in and how we're able to listen to others. And so then we end up with this really strongly developed intuition. If you can tap it in whatever way, whether it's through Reiki, breath work, whatever meditation, whatever modality really helps you to tap in to that intuition. We all can really, really tap in. It, you don't have to be a middle person, <laughs> but it's that's absolutely. really where the best answer for yourself lies. That's where all the answers lie. You can give me the best advice that you can give me, but at the end of the day, if there's something that just doesn't resonate with me, it's not going to work. Right. And so sure, it's great to hear outside perspective and really take it all in. But at the end of the day, your answers are from within. Mm -hmm. In this respect situation, did that answer of sending that email, did that feel good to you? Are you still wrangling with it? I'm just curious. Yeah. So my gosh, that must've been eight years ago, probably. Um, But no, I'm not wrangling with it because I feel like I've learned so much from each one of my kids about who to be as a person because they're all three so very different. I have one girl, two boys, and they could not be more different in many ways. And they're so very similar in so many ways. And so in every area of my life, I feel like they've made me a better person just by saying things like that. Because they're not coming from a place of indignance or they're just speaking truth. And there's a different feel that you feel when someone speaks truth. Yeah. Especially a kid. Yeah. And kids are so curious. They're so naturally curious. And yeah, a lot of us grew up in a time when it was just, we were shut down as children. So think it's wonderful. You're just such a curious person and have probably really stoked that ability for them to be curious without feeling shut down too. So it's really powerful. It still triggers me sometimes. I'm not going to lie that sometimes like I want them to not do exactly what you are supporting people to not do, which is succumb to, you know, to be tethered by societal expectations, cultural expectations, familial expectations, all of that. But sometimes when they're like, I'm not doing that. Why? Because that's not fun for me. I'm like, right. But it would, you know, they're going to want you to be there. Yeah. But I'm not going like, I'm like, right. I, mm, it's hard. 
Yeah, it's hard. Well, because you have separate desires than what they might have too. So, and there are situations where it's like, okay, you do have to do what feels good to you and be like, okay, we're, we're going to go. And then at the same time, you're dealing with maybe one of those green threads came back in that was just taught to you by your parents or your grandparents or society in general, and you haven't questioned it. And that's your, your child is helping you in this situation to question, is this something that really actually matters to me? Or am I just living out a scenario that I was taught in the past that this is how it should be? Like yeah. your friend with the podcast stop shitting yourself. <laughs> so many shoulds that we don't even realize we're shitting. It's literally like, I feel like should is the new F word because it's just such a terrible word. It puts so much judgment, so much self-judgment, especially that just, we don't need it's, it's hard enough, right? It can be hard enough to keep yourself out of the spin to, you know, try to lean further into the light and not into the shadow and the should just kind of pushes you right back into that shadow again. Yeah. The should keeps you, what I am just dropping in for me is that the should keeps you from accepting all pieces and parts that we talked about that it all exists because if you should, then you have to choose one or the other. Mm. And that one is better than the other. And the truth is that it all exists and you get to choose. So when you remove the should you wrote, you allow choice because the should is like taking your choice away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so beautifully said. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing up that conversation. I'd never thought of it that way. And it feels true. Yeah. It feels very true. Yeah. I feel like we don't have to keep talking. We're all set now. We're done. (laughs) We're done. You're good. We're good. And yet let's talk for two more days. Yeah. Right. So, so let me ask you this for your clients who are coming in and they're feeling defeated. They're feeling like I just can't, or I've tried and I've tried to get on the other side of this and nothing I do works. Or what do you, what advice do you have for that person? Or where would you go with that person? You know, the very starter thing, really, by the time somebody <laughs> finds me and comes to work with me, I likely have ignited something back in them that has taken them out of that, out of that frame of mind. Because I just always remind people, you were, you were made of magic. You are made of stardust. We are all made of the same universal stuff. You are part of the amazingness in life. So if you can look at a sunset, you can look at a sunrise, you can look at any a piece of glitter, you are part of that. You are magic. You are creative. You are amazing. And can you feel, if I was saying those words directly to you, which I am, the difference in your body when you hear that? That's mm-hmm. what we need to hear. That's what we need to believe. That's what we need to hear from ourselves. So when we have that base level, like I am freaking magic. I am so amazing. I am so creative. And we can, we can raise our hand and say, this is true about me. Like every kindergartner does, they know it. We know it when we're born, <laughs> we forget it. We get wrapped up in all this yarn and crap. And so when we can get there, we can move so much more freely because that untethers us when it's like, oh my gosh, I am just this like magical stuff. What cool things can I bring into the world today? What impact can I make in the world today using all of these gifts that I have? So looking at every experience that you've had in your life has led you to this point and you have all these gifts and you've got this big old bag of glitter that you've gathered. So how can you go out and sprinkle that glitter in the world in the most magical way that you can? And what would be fun for you? Are you skipping while you do it? Are you frolicking? Are you driving in a car and you're like throwing it out? What feels good? (laughs) What feels good for you? Um, That that's how we shift out of all that stuff that the ego, I'm sure things you've talked about on the podcast here that keeps us just stuck in that. Like I can't because all you need is that shift of belief in what you really are and everything changes. Deep breath, everyone. Mic drop. You're amazing. I feel like you should be covered in glitter every day, all day, because that's just who you are. You are magical fairy glitter dust. So for anyone who we've already said the untethered podcast with Jen Liss, and I'll put it in show notes, but do you have anything that you would like to offer listeners and where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me, my podcast, Untethered with Jen Liss. You can find me on Instagram. I'm untethered 
Jen. I'm on all the socials. So if you want to go find me, you can find me there. And I'm currently offering breathwork. If you're interested in breathwork, want to do a deep dive on breathwork, you can at least just find out kind of a little bit more about it at jenlist.com slash breathe. I love it so much. Thank you so much for being here. This is our second really deeper dive conversation. And I just feel like there's going to be so many more. Yeah. I just deep, deep level of connection and friendship with you. Thank you so much for bringing me on. I just love everything that you're doing. It's not too hard to see how empowered you can be when you become untethered. There are links and show notes to learn more about Jen and to listen to her podcast, Untethered with Jen Liss. And don't forget to register for my new masterclass, Manifest Success, with the link in show notes. If you're ready to explore the what and how of manifestation, show up for yourself and your business so you can begin to call in abundance and uncover the secrets to aligning your business goals with the cosmic forces that shape your reality. Let's manifest your success together. Keep moving forward on your path toward happiness and always remember to go within. Good night. Thank you for being part of the Women Finding Clarity community and for making the Happiness Workshop podcast part of your week. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite listening platform and share the Happiness Workshop podcast with a friend. These are simple ways to help us get our show in the ears and on the minds of more listeners. We know that happiness is a workshop, so find more tools to guide you forward on your path to happiness at www.womenfindingclarity.com. A reminder to keep moving forward on your path to happiness and always remember to go within.